All right, we're back with another episode of Eat Sleep Bedlam. Uh, again, thank you guys so much for your interaction with us on uh, YouTube. We've gotten a lot of comments on different videos we've made. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Eat Sleep Bedlam. Follow us on YouTube at Eat Sleep Bedlam Pod. We're also on Spotify, Google, um, Apple. We're on all, all, pretty much anywhere you can listen to your podcast. We're on it. So follow us and check us out over there. We got OU and OSU polls going up right now on Twitter. Um, OSU's not doing too well. So we need the OSU fans to step it's, up their game. Yeah. Uh, I would like the running back poll. All that proved to me is 78% of the votes don't understand college football for that running back. Poll. Or they're just OU fans. So you I was going to say, I think gotta, just, they're OU fans, which means it's a pointless, you know, you like gotta, we need to get based the OSU off fans. of that. You could pick a walk on from this year's team and say, <laughs> The greatest running back versus Barry Sanders, and they would still win. Like it's <laughs> needless to say, we need the OSU fans come out, vote, yeah. put in some it's votes. We, we did a wide receiver one today, um, uh, or sorry, we're recording on a Saturday, so technically it was yesterday, but it'll uh, be done by the time. Yeah, it yeah, and it'll be done when this uh, drops are close to being done. And last I checked, CD Lamb was running away with it on Justin Blackman. So, which again, I love yeah. CD Lamb, especially as yeah, because he's Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> But no, he was awesome. But yeah, that that should be another one that OSU should win. Blackman had the better career. Yeah, I to- I talked to Landon before we started the poll. I thought Blackman and Barry Sanders should clearly win. After that, you could do some toss ups depending on the position and who you like. Corner and safety is going to be weird. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Um, I knew OU should win quarterback, defensive line for sure, um, and linebacker for sure. After that, it, it we'll I, see what happens. I got to figure out who the goat linebacker is. Yeah, you do. You do. Malcolm Rodriguez. Well, yeah. that's my goat. Yeah, but... that's his goat. Um, but anyway, so we this will probably be a short podcast because starting Wednesday we start our uh, previews of uh, the, the first two opponents for Oklahoma. Uh, today we got three commitments for Oklahoma to talk about, and then we're going to give our bold takes for the season for OU and OSU. Um, Zach, what was your thoughts? Obviously, uh, it started Thursday. Andy Bass was the first one to commit. Um, and then right after that, the surprise was Eli Bowen out of nowhere. Didn't set a commitment date. Didn't do it nationally or anything like that. Just sent out a tweet and boom, it was over with. Eli Bowen commits. And then on uh, Saturday, they get the big fish. David Stone commits. Yeah, so I'll just give a quick little rundown on all three. Andy Bass, um, he's an, considered an athlete, plays quarterback, running back, pretty much everything for Heritage Hall. Um, I don't know that he's going to be a guy that's going to come in and make an immediate impact, but I could definitely see him being a guy that could, over a couple years, making him an impact. Um, he's athletic. He's fast. Um, we'll see what they do with him. You could really throw him anywhere, so – um, Eli Bowen, as Jaron said, that was a complete surprise. No one really, everyone, I would say most people thought he was going to come to Oklahoma because his brother is at Oklahoma and he really, he liked Oklahoma when last year when his brother was trying to decide. So yeah. I wouldn't say it's a, a surprise as to him coming, but how he did it and when he did it was just, I heard some weird conspiracy theories on why he did it and the way he did it, but um, yeah, that, that's a big one. He's five nine. I've heard a lot of people comparing him to Bookie. I don't see that at all. Um, I think that he's he he. I don't know that he'll come in and play right away, but he's definitely going to be able to compete. If you look last year, um, when Peyton Bowen and Eli Bowen were both playing, Eli Bowen got hurt, and that defense really took a significant hit. So uh, that just shows how good he is and the chemistry he's going to have with his brother. I mean, you can't really teach that. Um, so that that's that's a big one. And then obviously David Stone. That, that's one we've been talking about for 
months. I mean, that a long time. So there was there was some smoke with Miami and some Michigan State stuff. And um, for the most part, I think me and Jaron were both pretty confident in um, Stone committing to Oklahoma. Um, everything that we've heard and people we've talked to didn't seem like there was much to it. You know, there's some smoke about his mom wanting to go to Miami and um, them buying her a house and all that stuff. But in the end, he commits to Oklahoma. Um, me and Jaron talked tonight earlier at dinner. I think it's pretty safe to say he will sign with Oklahoma. The big part or the big thing was getting him to commit to Oklahoma with all the obstacles that he had of why he didn't commit originally. Um, so that's a big one. That's as far as I can remember, I said this earlier and Jaron didn't correct me. I think that's the biggest defensive line commitment we've had since Gerald McCoy. Defensive um, tackle. I mean, PJ was tackle. a five-star last year yeah. at DN, but yeah, defensive tackle for sure. Yeah, so that that's a guy that I truly believe will come in and make an immediate impact. I truly believe that if he was on the team right now, he would make an impact on OU yeah. season this year. Um, he's that good. Watched him play on ESPN2 last night, or I guess we're recording this on a Saturday night, so earlier tonight, but um, the dude's good. He's a freak. Yeah. He's he's big. He's fast. He's strong. He sheds blocks, and that like we've been stressing all along going into the SEC you have to have those type of players 100%. If you don't, you have no chance and yep. they got them. So kudos to Todd Bates. Um, that, that was a big pickup. Yeah. Uh, like Zach said, it was obviously massive. The big hurdle and the reason why, yes, he could sign somewhere else. But the thing was he tried to commit to Oklahoma three times before um, he actually committed on Saturday. So you always knew that's where he wanted to go, but he, his family members wanted him to check around and just make sure. So Getting them finally on board to let him commit was the big hurdle for Oklahoma. Keeping him there and signing is probably not as big a hurdle. Grew up a diehard OU fan, always wanted to play for Oklahoma. Eli Bowen, he's a guy that a lot of people think thought, oh, they just offered him because of Peyton Bowen. No, Eli Bowen's a really good player. I mean, he was a, a higher four-star type of player. Uh, Landon, you know, you're from that Denton area. You know how good Denton Geyer and that program is, but He's, you're not he's, a four star because your brother. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's, no, that's not he, how that works. He is very, very good. You might get a bigger offer because your brother's a five star. Yes. You don't get the high rating. Yeah. Right. And, and they were someone that even when Peyton was committed to Notre Dame, they still wanted Eli really bad. And so getting him was huge and a shock, like uh, like Zach said. And then Andy Bass, Zach mentioned it. They can use him a lot of ways. I think I've heard he's going to be in the running back room with DeMarco Murray, but they'll use him as wide receiver and, and, uh, Maybe even some wildcat quarterback. Um, he's 5'10, 200 pounds, and ran a 4'37 at OU's uh camp. So very athletic. Probably gonna be the next heir apparent to Gavin Freeman, who's gonna take over for Drake Stoops and kind of be in that mode, mold where you can use them in multiple uh, ways. My question for both of you, um, and, and it is OU related still, but Landon, you I definitely want your opinion on this. They were talking on the radio this week, Barry Trammell was about David Stone's commitment. And they were saying, and Barry Tremble made the statement, it's the biggest commitment since Rhett Bomar. And when he said that, I was like, Rhett Bomar, he didn't really succeed. What That didn't make sense. And what he said was, yes, Rhett didn't succeed, but Rhett was the first five-star quarterback. And after that, people were like, okay, I can go to Oklahoma if I'm a big-time quarterback. And after that, they started to get big-time quarterbacks. And he's saying that could be the same thing with David Stone at OU. They just needed to get that five-star defensive tackle to show, hey, we can get five-star defensive tackles. What what do you all think about that kind of comparison? I, I I don't know. I would probably not go back to Rhett Bomar. I would try to find like a defensive player, but it made sense when he explained it. 
I'll that's one of those things point. that's hard to kind of say in the moment. Yeah. That's really a retroactive hindsight kind yeah. of statement. Like, so yeah, if they land, you know, a five star in the next five classes, you're like, oh, David Stone started it. But yeah. right now it's, you know, it's just, it's speculation. Yeah. I mean, and obviously if David Stone comes in and makes a immediate impact and has a good career, that's going to help. Yeah. Even more. But I mean, yes and no, like it is and it isn't right now. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a Schrodinger's cat situation when it comes to recruiting. Yeah, it, it does just feel like they got over the hump and finally yeah. got it because they've been in some battles and lost some battles and oh, finally yeah. they landed. It's it. a big get, but I mean, who's yeah. to say it's the first it, of many or exactly. the last of it, the it, big ones? Absolutely. And if he, he fails, it might be the last. You never know. Zach, what's your thought? Yeah, I mean, I, I get the comparison, but at the same time, I don't. Like, I, I yeah. it really doesn't seem comparable to compare Rhett Bomar and David Hicks or not David Hicks. <laughs> See, I'm flashbacks. Yeah, yeah don't do I was about talking about David Hicks, but uh, David Stone. Um, I would say the reason that Stone is at Oklahoma as a five-star or a five-star defensive lineman is because of Brent Venables and Todd Bates more yeah. than anything else. Um, I don't think it really has to do with Oklahoma because if you get the coaches in place and the coaches that have the history of developing those players and putting them in the league, me and Jaron talked about it earlier, uh, the defensive tackles that Brent Venables has a history of, you know, just to name a few, you've got Brian Breesey, uh, the most recent. I know he wasn't – or Breesey uh, left Clemson last year and Venables wasn't there, but Venables was there at the beginning. Now, I understand Venables wasn't the defensive line coach, but he was the defensive coordinator, and he had a big part in recruiting him. Um, and Bates and- was the one who recruited him. Uh, yeah, Wilkins, Dexter Lawrence. Those are just a yeah. couple of the other guys. And so I think as high school guys, they see those guys and who they were coached by and where they're at in the league now. And yeah. they're like, okay, if I go play for him, I'm going to be in the league and I'm going to be making yeah. an impact. I'm going to be making some serious cash in the league because all three of those guys are making some good money. Um, I yeah. want to say Greasy was a late first rounder. He yeah. might have yeah. been like 29. 29. Okay. Yeah. Somewhere, to the yeah, same. somewhere around yeah. it. It was the same. Yeah. Obviously, we know who Dexter Lawrence is. And uh, I think it's Christian Wilkins is the other one. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I would say it has more to do with that than it does oh, yeah. really getting over the hump. But I, I do understand yeah. the comparison because yeah. Oklahoma has failed in the last couple of seasons of getting those big time defensive linemen. So well, I, I get it, but I don't. Well, and you brought up a great point. Um, you know, people have been really giving Todd Bates a hard time because Oklahoma had lost out on some five stars like David Hicks, uh, like Williams Winery recently, and they're like, why did we bring in Todd Bates? Uh, if Todd Bates isn't here, you're in, you aren't in you those discussions. Yeah, you hadn't been in those conversations. You weren't in the David Stone. You wouldn't have been in the David Stone conversations if Todd Bates wasn't here. So that's why you bring in a guy like Todd Bates. He gets you in those conversations, and sometimes you'll close them and sometimes you don't. The best way to close them is start putting results on the field. Then you'll start closing. And that's what Georgia wasn't closing. And now they're, they're closing all those yeah, all the time. That's what Alabama, when Nick Saban first got there, weren't closing those. Now they're closing all those. So you got to build it. And Clemson, too. I mean, they they put out a stat earlier on Saturday. Brent Venables had no five stars his first two years. And they started proving that they were a great defense. And then he started closing and closing and closing and closing. And so we'll see what happens the rest of the way. All right, let's get to our bold predictions, though. Landon, why don't you start off with Oklahoma State? What are your three bold predictions for the Cowboys this year? Going all three at once. Okay. Yeah. No, are we? Oh, let's, well, let's do one at a time. We'll one do at one at a time. I like that. Okay. Yeah, let's do uh, that. I'm going to start probably with the lowest one. Uh, I'm going to say Justin Kirkland, the big uh, defensive tackle transfer, is all Big 12 DT by the end of the year. Okay. 
All right, Zach. I mean, oh, you're gonna oh, make me? Oh, go no, second. no, no, Landon, Landon. I was just saying, just been hyping him up. Yeah, the whole time. I'm gonna keep riding with it. I think. I mean, he's a freak, especially yeah. if he's actually out there doing this at 360, like Gundy says he is. Yeah, Zach. Yeah, I would say I wanted to say first, but I can't say first. I'd say my first big bold prediction would be Dylan Gabriel's second team All Big Twelve this year. Um, okay. I would like to say first team, and I guess that would be a bold prediction, but I'm not. I don't think I'm there to say that he's going to do that yet because of the receiving core and we just have to see what they have. But I think if the receiving core is uh, our figures it out, they have the talent it's there. Um, But Gabriel, he, like we've talked about it time and time again, what he did last year and what he had last year and obviously the injuries and all that stuff. So I think here too, he figures it out and I think he ends up being second team all big 12. Well, and like, these are bold predictions, so they're probably not going to come true, but that's why you got to be bold about it. Um, I helped contribute to Sooner Wire. We did 23 bold predictions for Oklahoma. Um, that seems high. I feel yeah. like you have that many. You're not, they're not that bold. Well, like we did, point, you're well, just naming things we did that 20, might happen. We did 23 for 2023, but no, I they did, yeah, no, yeah. Landon, they did 23. So when one of them hits, they're like, see, I told you. I, I, I think, I, I, I think I only had three on them, so I'll take it, but um. My, uh, I'll start with my lower one. I think Gentry Williams leads Oklahoma in inter- interceptions. I've been hyping the Gentry Williams train all offseason. I think he's going to be a, a really good corner for Oklahoma. I think Josiah Wagner is going to be really good too. So that kind of worries me a little bit that he might steal some playing time. But I've said I think Gentry Williams can be the best corner since Aaron Colvin at Oklahoma. So I think he'll be the have them. I don't know. I'm not saying this year, but just overall in his career when he's done. But I think he leads the team in interceptions in his first year starting. All right, number two, Landon. I feel like mine are a lot bolder than y'all's are about to be. Um, Just wait till my next two. Just wait for uh, my next two. We say Kendall Daniels is an All-American. Okay. All right. I like that. I mean, he was a freshman All-American, but making the jump from that all the way to, like, the real All-Americans. The potential is definitely there. Yeah. Freaking Condor out there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's there. Zach? Yeah, and this is another one. I think that people could see it happening, but it would definitely be a reach. But, well, I, bold. it's bold for me because of who I'm putting him above. But I think Jaron Connect leads the team or leads Oklahoma in tackles this year. Um, I just think that right. his speed and the way that he's learning the defense, I think he's going to be right there. Obviously, it's going to be tough to overtake Stutzman, but I think Connect's there. I think he leads the team in tackles. So Zachary and I are going to counter here. I was. It's funny because I was going to go out and say, "Oh, you was going to have one All American," but since Landon actually named it, Kendall Daniels. I went back and forth. I'm going to name it. Danny Stutzman is an All-American, and he's a Buckus Award finalist. So I'm going to go with that. All right, Landon. All right, so this isn't just – this is kind of like it starts this season, but this is hands down the boldest prediction I can think of. I've been driving the Ollie Gordon hype train long Mm -hmm. enough. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk. Who's the GOAT at this? And me and Jared have had conversations about top five at different positions. By the time he's done, Ollie Gordon will be considered a top five running back in Oklahoma State history. Okay. That I don't, is... like, I mean, cracking the top three is, I mean, you'd have to do Tough. something freakish yeah. to do that. So, I mean. Who I would not... be the top three? Thurman, Barry. Barry, Thurman, and Terry Miller. I mean, Terry those three yeah. have to be yeah, the yeah. top three. Yeah. I mean, I guess jumping Terry Miller could, is feasible, but you still yeah. got to do something big. No so Chuba? I'm... No. Lane is not a huge five. Lane is not a five. huge Chuba fan. He's in that four to five conversation. That's what I would. That's about like where I put. Him. I'd Justice probably put him Hill. four. Yeah, I'd probably put him. He four. didn't really like, end his OSU career like you would. Well, 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he all. was he was kind of banged up. I'd put him four, and I'd actually probably put Kendall Hunter five. And Kendall Hunter, yeah, he's the other one. Those are the four. Yeah. If anyone puts one of those four in those last two, it's like, okay, yeah, I get yeah. it. Like anyone yeah. can make it. But yeah, I think Ollie Gordon like firmly plants himself like he has to be in the top five by the time he's done, and it starts this year. Yeah. All right, Zach. Yeah, so this is definitely my boldest prediction since Landon's been calling me out for making halfway <laughs> bold predictions. Um, I'm going to say that Oklahoma – and obviously if you watched our last last podcast, you're going to be like, you don't believe that because we went through the schedules. But Oklahoma goes 12-0, okay. wins the Big 12 championship, makes college football playoff. And I'm leaving it there because I'm not going to say they win anything in the college football playoff. But okay. um, they have a complete turnaround season. Offense and defense start to click. They've got a fairly decently easy schedule. Um, knock off Texas. You're going to have to knock off Texas, Kansas State, another big team like that in the Big 12 championship, but you're there. Yep. All right. Uh, my last one, Oklahoma preseason, all Big 12 team. They had one person on the team. He was second team. They had no first teamers. I My bold prediction is they lead the conference in all Big 12 selections in 2023 overall. Yeah. I told you my next two would be bold. My first, bold. my first one, I was going to start a little small, but my next two, I was going to – but. I picked him to go 10 and 2. And if you go 10 and 2 and you have that big of jump, you're going to get the all big 12 players. And, and, yeah. and also, whether people like it or not, the brand does help when you're voting for the all oh, big yeah. 12. Oh, yeah. Mat- brand matters more than performance when Abs- voting. Yes. A lot of times. Love- well, what happens is if they're deciding between two players and it's really close, they usually go with the one with the bigger brand. Yeah. It's just how it does. So I, I think Oklahoma does it. I just love Landon's facial reactions on this. For those of you that listened on Spotify and all that stuff, like Apple, Apple, like all of it. Yes, we appreciate you listening on there, but you totally miss out watching Landon's facial reactions when I say some stuff. Because when I said that bold prediction, he was like, that's That's really bold. He stepped it up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I started here, went here, and then just jumped all the way to the top. I was saving it for last. I'm glad we did wow. it one by one because we could yeah. really build. I did too. Yeah, that would have been. Well, and I'm glad we did too because then I could because I was decide. I ended up putting five bold predictions into the 23 that we did. So I was trying to decide which ones I was going to use. And so when Landon went really bold, I was like, okay, I got to use my three bold ones. Um, and the all your bold, I go big. It's not yeah. like oh, this might happen. It's well, like, these no. these were the other two were bold. They just weren't. It was like one of my bold ones was. Oklahoma was going to lead the Big 12 in rushing, but they weren't going to have a 1,000-yard rusher because it was going to be more majority, which is bold, but it's not as bold as saying, you know, they're going to lead the conference in Big 12, all Big 12 teams. And I went back and forth between Stutzman and Billy Bowman on who was going to be the All-American. Ultimately, went with Stutzman uh, just because of Brent Venable's defense, but I could definitely well, see it being Billy Bowman. A little birdie once or told me earlier today that uh, somebody on this podcast – a.k.a. Landon, had a fantasy draft today. Oh, he did. And uh, he's got Quinn Ewers at quarterback, so he's really hoping that Quinn Ewers is like QB1 of the Big 12. Yeah. <laughs> no, I uh, I drafted John Reese Pumley as well. It's a 2QB league. Okay, okay. And I also have the Ohio State guy who's most likely going to be the – So as Marvin long Harris. as so, – yeah. Oh, the No, I got him and the quarterback. Yeah. So do you have to root for Texas now and Quinn Ewers? No, I, I can I – can <laughs> I can root for – Hey, they can lose every game 77. I was yeah, say. That, that's right. That's they right. can lose every well. game as long as Quinn Ewers throws for 500 yards a game. I exactly. just, 500 I just, yards, five TDs, rushes for one. I'm great. I, I love I love the Marvin Harrison and Brock Bowers pick. Yeah. I don't know how you landed that, but 
because everyone drafted two quarterbacks, quarterbacks in the yeah. first two rounds, and I'm just sitting there like, <laughs> did get did Gabriel get drafted? Or he went he, right after my uh, the next round after I picked Plumley. Or did Bowman Bowman get drafted? No, he didn't I don't know how many people you yeah, have in I, your league. So it's twelve team. I thought I had okay. more picks. I was about to pick another quarterback. Yeah, and then the draft just ended. I was like, oh yeah. no, yeah, <laughs> he didn't get him. It's over. Yeah, but I didn't get all yeah, the Gordon. Someone took him in like the third round. I was so mad. Oh, yeah, it is. It is officially football season. Me and Jim yeah. won three games today. Uh, we got to what our yes. I don't know. Yeah, this is Aaron on Sunday. Saturday. You can say yeah, yeah, you yeah. can say today. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we watched Notre Dame just curb stomp Navy. I know this has nothing to do with Bedlam, but college yeah. football is here, and I'm excited. Um, yeah. USC was only up 21-14 at half. It was awesome. That defense gave up a late touchdown. Um, but they are curb stomping San Jose State as we speak right now. So they're going to run I, away. I will say this new running the clock after first downs, I think it's going to bring scoring down uh, yeah, like absolutely. quite a bit. I mean, going back to the NFL, because I missed the first drive of the Navy-Notre Dame game because I was going and getting some groceries. And Zach was like, oh, what an amazing first drive by Notre Dame. And I, I pull in right when it ended. And there's five minutes left in the first quarter. And I'm like, a first drive? But they only ran 12 plays. And it wasn't like they were going slow. It's just that's with the running clock now, that's that's how it's going to be. Which I think is, first off, the games are ending quicker, which is good. And and also, I think it's going to help with scoring. So, Man, where was that running clock when the Big 12 was really cooking? When we were I, sitting right? out there with all those 56 to 50 games? Yeah. I, I know. Clock. I didn't want to be in the stand for five hours. I know. Outs. Yeah, yeah. No, the running clock makes these games really fly by. I mean, there's you look up and it's ten minutes left. Look down, look up, and it's two minutes left. You're like, whoa. Okay, where did this game go? If you get but, used to that. Yeah, but um, all right. I guess that's the end of this episode. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, it was, was going to be an overall short one, and then uh, Wednesday we'll get into uh, opponent breakdown: Arkansas State for Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma no, State. Central Arkansas. Central Arkansas. For, one of those. One of those but they're Arkansas both playing schools. Arkansas teams. I was trying to remember which one it was. Central Arkansas for Oklahoma State. Ar- um, Central Arkansas for Oklahoma State. Arkansas State for Oklahoma. So uh, we'll break That's down. That's not the- confusing at all. For those of you attending either game, drink lots of water. And don't. Oh, I mean, yeah. Drink as much beer as you want, but make sure you drink lots of water. Uh, get in the shade I, a little bit. I believe it said the on the field temperature is, what, 108 degrees and it's yeah. supposed to be like, and this is a Norman. So I think Gundy said, I know he was exaggerating, but he said, Oh, it was like, that doesn't sound safe. And he goes, it's not. Yeah, no. And, and you gotta, <laughs> they tell you don't start drinking the night before water, start drinking now, get that water in you because it's going to, it's going to be hot for sure. But all right, that's the end of this episode until next time. We'll see you guys later. See ya. See ya.